0: I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Welcome to an international episode of the Fashion Crimes Podcast. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, of course, the hostess with the mostest, and as always... The only Holly you need to know. I am live from Milano, Italy, from the Grand Visconti Palace and Spa in the heart of Milan. And I have been invited here by TV style expert, fashion stylist, personal stylist, the official Tracy Jesky. Tracy, welcome to the Fashion Crimes Podcast.
1: Ciao Bella, thank you for having me
0: Ciao Bella, this has been a phenomenal trip I have come here to be with Tracy We have met online Yes, we Zoomed so we knew that I wasn't being catfished And Tracy was offering these shopping tours And as an international personal stylist I said, i got to get me some of that Can you tell us a little bit about what you are offering for An international trip.
1: Well, if you think of Milano Fashion Week, this is what we're doing, but you are the star of the show. I'm taking you around Milan. I'm taking I've lived in Milan, well close to Milan for twenty six years, so I speak fluent Italian obviously. So I know the places. I've made relationships. I can take you to the shops that you probably would not normally find. If you just came here on your own, I know how to get you that great deal on Gucci, on Jimmy Choo's. I know how to do it. I know the hustle and bustle, and I love doing that. Women come here, and it's not just about shopping. It's an experience. You come as one person, but you leave as a totally different woman. It's culture. It's art. It's shopping. It's food. It's fun. And, hey, Italy has truly la dolce vita.
0: And I do want to say I am living proof of that because Tracy has so generously taken me around. We've gone to the outlets. We've gone to the Duomo. We've eaten. We've shopped. We've eaten. We've shopped. We drank. We ate. We shopped. We drank more. And it's just been so lovely to hang out with a local, somebody who lives here and knows the geography. We took the subway tonight. Who are we?
1: We took the risk, man. (laughs) Like You've done it all. Like, literally... We've fought for taxis. We've sat waiting for taxis, but, you know, it's been wonderful. It's been
0: fun. It's been great. And so the reason I wanted Tracy to come on the podcast is because I think it's so important to get other people's opinion about fashion over 40 and fashion over 50. And I'm going to take a little video later, but y'all have to see Tracy, and I'm going to obviously show her pictures. She's got this bright pink hair, pink glitter-framed glasses. She wears pink everything. She's got glitter nails, glitter shoes, glitter jewelry. She is a statement, walking statement. So, as someone in her 50s, like me, tell me what gives you inspiration as to make your style different and make your style noticeable and really have the confidence that you ooze because you do ooze confidence.
1: Where did all that come from and how did it start? Well, it started when I was in my early years, my very early years, I suffered from an eating disorder and I was extremely insecure and I didn't like anything about myself. And that lasted for over 20 years and I kept myself hidden. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be heard. But inside of me, there was always this need and want for more. I knew that my style, well, my style is what saved me because I knew that as long as I made sure I looked good, it didn't matter how sick I was. It didn't matter what stage I was in my eating disorder. I never left the house without my hair and makeup done and wearing something I absolutely loved because I knew if I looked in the mirror and I started looking sick, I wouldn't be here today. And it's literally what saved my life and obviously God. Um, so when I finally recovered from my eating disorder in my late thirties, I realized that women over 40 were struggling with the same thing, not necessarily in an eating disorder, but they were feeling insecure. They didn't feel worthy. They didn't think they should be seen because of their age, because of their size. You know, as you age, your body changes. We have kids. We, we do other things in life, and our bodies follow suit. So it's it's not easy. It's a real challenge for women. And I want to be the voice for women. I want women to see me and take me as an example. And plus, I'm, I think when you get to 50, Holly, you really... St- don't care what people think of you anymore. I worried for so many years what people thought of me. Now I'm thinking about myself. And if you like me, fine. If not, there's the door. Well said, well said. And thank you
0: for being so vulnerable with us and sharing your story with us. I think that it's more common than we think of people suffering silently. And would you say that really nails it
1: as an eating disorder, you're just suffering in silence? Well, for sure, you're suffering in silence because you use food as a way to express yourself. You use food when you're frustrated. You use food when you're happy. You use food for everything. But it's silent because what is food? Food is something silent. It's just all internal, and you, just ex- you express it on the outside by eating. And that was my friend. Food became my friend, my, my binging and purging. I didn't go out because I, I didn't have friends. I isolated myself from my family. I didn't have a social life. My social life became, okay, what am I going to eat next and where am I going to perch? That was what I did. And my life was based around that. I slept three hours a night. I had a schedule. I had to wake up at four and start. Like, that's what my life was. And it is. You suffer in silence. And I'm just very grateful and blessed that I'm here to tell my story and hopefully help even just one person that's out there that you can get over it and you can survive. I love that. And
0: it's interesting because the more you do it, the deeper... And deeper
1: the hole gets. Would you say that's true? Yeah. And it also becomes like, you almost think that you're normal and everybody else is abnormal. That's how crazy it gets. And that becomes your life. You just, because I think you fight for so long and then you just think that you can't get over it anymore. So you just kind of give up and you kind of convince yourself that you're normal and nobody else is, but still you desire to just be like everybody else. Like to me, to be able to sit at a table with other people around me and not have to worry about if they see me get up, they know what, I, what I'm going to do. Like I prefer to stay home and be alone. I
0: understand. And as you're phasing out of that per se, or you're going to the next chapter in your life and you close that chapter, how do you deal with body image issues? Because I think that at your survivor, okay? And let's just say, if you don't have a past like yours, but you've suffered from body dysmorphia, or you have struggled with your weight your whole life, or you feel like you never look good enough, how do you get, I mean, there's not a magic answer, but what helped you say,
1: this is it, and this is as good as it gets, and I'm happy with it? I think it's just finding peace in yourself. For me, it was my faith, obviously just that inner peace and you know, I even started I mean obviously doing self help, but I mean I would put post-its around my house and like on my mirrors. Wherever I got dressed or in the bathroom in the morning, I had post-its written about and I would repeat those words like you're beautiful, I love you, Tracy, you're amazing, you're strong, you're pretty, you know, and I would I would repeat that every day and over the years. It takes time because it's not easy. And I still have moments where I try something on and I'm like Uh, But, you know, but then I go back and I'm like, you know what, this is my body. I'm not going to fight that battle anymore. Like It's not a winning battle. You lose. I wasted so many years of my life. I want to live now. Like for 20 years, I I feel like I didn't live. Like I lost 20 years. I don't want to say I lost it because that's very dramatic. But, you know, now I'm like, I'm full on. Let's do this. I dig it. I dig it. And
0: regardless of that dark period that you had, you're here now and now you can give to others, and now you can give the gift of style to others, of people who, whatever their story is, this is what you do, this is how you claim your style, regardless of your size, regardless of what you think, what you think is not what other people think. And I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. If you struggle with weight, if you struggle with body issues, it's something that you can take control of with clothes. You have a very distinct style as far as you dress very hip, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I like to say I'm hip. Debatable whether people think hip. I'm hip You're or hip. not hip, you but I like hip. to dress hip. And how do you stay fresh? What do you are you shopping a lot? Are you going through your clothes and giving away things that don't serve you? What keeps your wardrobe rotating
1: and fresh? Well, I love shopping shopping is my therapy. It's not probably a very healthy thing to say, but you know, but it's a good, it's a good therapy. But I mean, no, it's my cardio. That's what I call it. Shopping is my cardio. So I am, I'm out and about. I love to go and see what's in the shops, but I always like to make it myself. I'm not somebody who copies something 100%. And as I'm aging, I'm going through different things. I'm going through different phases. You know, I got rid of, I told you, I got rid of 90% of my wardrobe in April and May, which now I'm kind of kicking myself because I'm like, geez, why did I do that? But I know that there's a shift coming in me and when I feel that shift, it's time for me to get rid of the old because there's a new Tracy coming along and there's going to be a breakthrough. I don't know what it is yet and I'm not crazy shopping in the moment because I don't see her yet, but when I walk into her, that's when I'm going to be in the shops and I'm going to be creating that look. You can't have the same hair and you can't have the same style like you did. You you change. We're constantly changing. Your style has to follow suit. Because if you want to be someone new and you want to be someone different, your style has to be that way. I always say,
0: if I look at pictures of you from 10 or 15 years ago, you're stuck. And if you're happy and you like that same haircut, okay, that's fine. But you're stuck. I'm just saying, you should be changing. You should be evolving. You should look a little bit different. You don't have to change your whole look, but you should look a little bit different
1: than you did say 10 years prior. Well, you know, there's also a reason for that because your your body changes. So your face shifts, your face changes. So you don't have the, obviously as we age, it's a factor of life. Things start to go south. Your body starts to go south. You can do as much Botox as you want, fillers whatever but our face does change so your hair can't be the same and look good on you as you were when you're in your 20s it's like your bust it's like saying you're going to wear the same bra size as you did when you're 15 you don't you have to change your body's changes your skin changes your skin tone so your colors change what colors you were when you were 30 don't look good on you in your 50s if you haven't had a color analysis done And I'm not talking about like the 80s, spring, winter, summer, whatever. I mean, even if that does help, if that's what you have, it's a start. But you need to do that because if you're not wearing the right colors, you're looking 10 years older than what you could.
0: If you're getting ready to do your holiday shopping at Macy's, Neiman's, or Bloomingdale's, make sure you head to Rackenton first. Rackenton helps you save big on whatever you're buying for the holidays. Getting gifts for friends and family? Get some cash back for yourself. Plus, save on festive home decor, party outfits, and that trip to see your fam. With Rakuten, you can earn cash back on top of the biggest sales of the season, so you get the most savings. And it's easy to use. Just start your shopping at Rakuten.com or use the Rakuten app. You'll get your cash back payments through PayPal or check. Rakuten partners with over 3,700 stores. The stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Join for free at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Tracy, you were talking about color analysis. Now, not sure if you listened to our Abby Young episode. She is a trend color analysis expert. And she is the Messiah of all colors. Let's speak to that for a minute because I was fighting it. Let's be honest. I was fighting it. I was like, I'm not going to do my colors. I'm not going to be told I'm in autumn. I'm not, I don't want to put my clients through that, but I'm changing and coming around to it. Tell us about the color training that you've had.
1: Well, I've studied it for quite a while now, and it's not something that I focus on because I find what you will find too is like what colors you are attracted to are often your colors they may not be the right tone it's just working on the shades but generally that's what it is in your personality i don't like red and there are reds that i can wear but i don't like red red to me is a color that you will never see me and it's just won't it i it doesn't doesn't do anything for me for my energy so i mean you can do the color analysis but you have to also relate it to your personality and what, what you like, also the scenery that you like, what's inherent to you, what's in your archetype, and what attracts you. So, I mean, I am a big believer in color as for aging, because it's important. Whites and blacks are very severe, so you have to be really careful. I mean, I have pink hair, so I can balance it out. <laughs> but, you know, if you're going to do a total white look or a total black look when you're 50, you can look like Corella Deville, Like, it's very severe and very harsh, and a lot of women think that they have to have their capsule wardrobe, and they have to have their blacks and their grays, and, you know... You need to add color. Color is so important, not only for your age like to look younger and look refreshed and look revived. It's like a mini facelift. It really is. But it also makes you happy and it makes people around you happy when you're wearing color. It changes you and it changes the energy in the room. Pot tub.
0: I love that you said that. It changes your energy and it changes the energy in the room. I could not agree more. Now... Again, I'm wearing pleather leggings right now, okay, and a black sweater and <laughs> white tennis shoes. So I'm not a great example, but I do enjoy color. I do like color. Now, I just think I can wear whatever color I want, but I probably can't. But I am going to get a little bit of training. Let's let's just call it what it is. I am going to figure it out because I'd like to be able to guide people and in- at least point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. What you do with it, of course, is up to you. Yeah. But it's important to know that it doesn't mean you can never wear red. Yeah. Just because you don't prefer that, yeah. that's fine. But if you decide one day, I'd like to wear red, yeah. great. Absolutely. Then you There's can do that. It doesn't mean these colors are just dead to you and you can never wear them ever. Yeah. It's just not that, with you know, no pun intended, black and white. Yeah. It's just not that cut and dry. Yeah. So, as you have taken me around, we have gone to the outlets. We have gone to some designer outlets. We have done a photo shoot. We have eaten and drank.
1: Oh, your hair and makeup?
0: Oh, my God. I got my hair and makeup done today by Tom- Aldo Coppola. Aldo Coppola. Aldo Coppola, who was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And their chairs, you, I mean, forget laying back in the shampoo bowl. You lay flat and then it's like a massage chair. It was great. I look, I wasn't you of the Duomo. Like, what more could you ask for? I was not hating it. Let's be honest. I was not hating it. And I got my makeup done. She whipped it out. She's like, what, what do you want? I was like, Honey, whatever you want. I loved my makeup. I loved my hair. This is so great. I'm going to have amazing pictures. I want to talk about when you're styling people, what are some of the biggest issues that you see? women over 50 first of all we all know what i think because stop making fashion these fashion mistakes duh you can get it right now on amazon it's the gift that keeps on giving but what do
1: you think are the most common fashion mistakes that women over 50 make hit it well i think that they lose inspiration they don't know where to get inspiration from so either they choose to dress like their mother or they choose to dress like their daughter
0: hold on hold on that is such a big one you're dressing too old and you want to dress like your mom, that is not okay. That is a fashion
1: crime, okay? Look at your mom, do y'all look alike? It's not good. And then also dressing for your body silhouette, which we've talked about, women blame their body for not looking good in the clothes they wear, but it's actually the clothes they choose that are not looking good on their body. It's when you know your body silhouette and you understand how to dress for that, that's like your colors. Like you can look 10 pounds less just by wearing the proper outfit, by understanding what fits you, what doesn't. And I know women are fixed on sizes and they have to fit into a size four. I have to fit into a size six. Every stylist, and you've seen it here, the numbers are different. You don't look at the number, you look at the fit. Does it fit you properly? Can you sit down? Does the button open up on your shirt? Do you see that? Everybody, especially over 50, you have like, folds on your back. I'm sorry. That's just a fact of life. So is your shirt so tight that you can see the folds from your bra? If it is, go up a size. Like just stop blaming and stop hurting our bodies and having to fit into these smaller sizes just because it's a number. Age and your dress size are just a number and it should never define how you dress, look, or feel.
0: Can we get that embroidered on a pillow? I love that that you said that. I could not agree more. I think that the numbers game is a mind fuck, if you will, mm-hmm. and it is not meant to like beat women down, but that's what it's done, unfortunately. And when you shop at different designers, you're like, I'm totally an extra small here. I'm totally an extra large there. Like, hello, that should tell you it's not consistent. That is proof enough for you to know. I always say, don't trip over the numbers. It's, it's okay. If it doesn't fit, you need to size up. If they don't have your size or if it still doesn't fit, it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be. There is too much shit in the world. There is too many clothes in the world for you to worry about one little thing that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. And for you to be that upset over one thing. I think bathing suits are a big one. I think dresses are a big one. And it's sad to me. That even though you and I were like, ugh, I need shapewear, I need this, I need that, it's so common. That's how everybody feels. But clothes are smoke and mirrors. When you use the clothes to support who you are,
1: then it makes you look thinner, like you said. And it makes you look thinner, it makes you feel better. And you can just see when you look in the mirror, you're like, oh... I look put together, you know, or when you're looking at one thing that I think is before you leave the house, always take a picture of yourself if you're not sure, because pictures are worth a thousand words, you know, and I don't like saying this is not, but I don't show my head in my pictures because I'll look at my face and I'll be like, oh, look at my expression. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Look at that. (gasps) I just spilled my drink. So you'll be looking at everything but the outfit. Okay. So you just don't want to do that. I don't, I don't put my head in it. That kind of may, may seem not very good. But, I mean, I want to see what I'm wearing. And I want to be, I want to be, oh, I'm thinking it a word any time. Holly, help me.
0: So you're saying you want to be non-judgmental when you look at yourself in the mirror. That's what you're saying.
1: When I'm looking at the picture. When I take oh, picture. sorry, when you're looking at the picture. Yeah. Yeah, and that's like a really big help because you look at your outfit. And, like I said, pictures are worth a thousand words. And you know if you look good or not. Because sometimes when we look in the mirror, we don't really see it. And then we go out to these parties and we're like, Did you see what I wore? Did you see how awful I looked in that picture? Like, why was I wearing that? So if you're going up to a big event, make sure you're taking pictures before you go so you can see what you look like in photos in that outfit too.
0: I think that's very good advice as well. I mean, it's too easy not to take a picture, you know, because it takes a millisecond. When you're shopping with people or for people, what are some of the most popular items that... Your international clients from all over the world, what are they wanting? What are they needing? Tell us what
1: some hot trends are right now for your clients. So, when my clients are asking me to look for things, especially when they come here on these trips, they want something that is like they want the Italian flair. So, when you look at Italian women, you notice you've even seen that, Holly. When you see Italian women, they are put together from head to toe, like they don't walk out of the house unless they're they've got it all working for them. So it's like, they want to be able, when they come to me, they want to be able to have that European look. The European look is extremely put together. It can be like a little bit black sometimes. Milan is a very black city as you see it. And you were like, we're reflecting that, but it's very sophisticated. It's just a style that's put together from head to toe. It's not a missing piece. So it's like, I want to have the perfect belt. I want to have everything that works and coincides with my, with my look and my style.
0: I have been looking around and looking at the people and everyone is dressed and it's not that everyone is wearing expensive clothes. I want to be very clear about that. Everyone is just dressed. Mm -hmm. Everyone looks good. It's not like you go to Walmart in East Jesus, Kentucky and you're scared because of what people are wearing. Europe people are just dressed and it's not that they're so dressed up, but they take pride. I think, in their clothes. Yeah. And it's it's a very different culture. And you were saying today, you were like, it's so funny. You're like, oh, my sister loves to go hiking. And we're like, um, we do five steps. And we're like, okay, we're going to go back to the hotel. You're like, instead of everyone just drinking at the bar
1: and just looking good. <laughs> That's how it is. I mean, hey, it's like, okay, hiking is... Yeah, it's not our thing, but that's just how it is here. I mean, there's a place and time for everything. I don't know when hiking will ever be my time, but, you know, that's what it is. And I think women also come to me because they see me so colorful like, really, I think that's also what it is. They want to add color in, but they're afraid to do it. And so when they see me and I'm, like, pushing them to try, I'm getting them out of their comfort zone. I'm like, okay, let's drop all this, like, monotone colors mm-hmm. and let's whip in. And I'll just have them take a top, like, try on a colorful top. You don't have to do the whole thing like I do. I'm not having you, like, look like the pink sparkly fairy godmother, but put in color somewhere. And I think that's what attracts women to me at this age because they're just so afraid to make mistakes that they just want to play it safe. But inside they're like, I do want to risk. Like I want to try something different and have fun. Fashion should be fun. It's way too serious. People just take it way too serious. Let's start having fun with our style. Be creative. Get some spark. I don't care what you do, but have fun. You should smile when you look at yourself in the mirror, not because you look ridiculous, but because you look amazing and you're excited to go out and show people what you look like. I love that. I just love it. I do it for myself. First of all, And I mean, that's what COVID told us, that we dress to impress ourselves before we dress to impress others. I always
0: like to think that clothes should bring you up, not bring you down. And I have found that in me, you have found that in you, and that's really the purpose of this podcast, is to get people to understand that it can help you too. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot of money, it doesn't take a lot of effort, it's not that hard and it's not that deep. If you really want to, you will. And if you continually go through life, it's okay. I look okay. My husband says I look good. I'm safe. I've looked this way my whole life. I've always shopped at these stores. I've always worn these pants. I've always done this. I'm not interested in changing. I don't want to look wacky. It's, it's really not about that. It's just you don't know what's on the other side. And if you don't know what's on the other side, you can't really judge it. And it's not about doing something out of the realm no. that is so outrageous for you that people are like, who are you? Yeah. It's about getting a different cut of jean. It's about getting a funky shoe or getting some earrings that are like wackadoo. Yeah, statement pieces. Statement pieces. That's really what it's about. Very small, subtle changes. Yeah. Changing your frames for your glasses. Mm-hmm. Little things like that that can really set you apart and bring attention. To your personality because when people come to you then the clothes just fall away then the clothes are secondary Mm -hmm. so I want you to give us like a truth bomb a mantra that you have something that you live by I think you've already told us but something that you consistently
1: teach your clients Mm -hmm. about something that they can remind themselves every day age and your dress size are just a number and it should never define how you dress look and feel in my world, I don't want any shoulds or should I or shouldn't I. There's way too many shoulds out there. The only should I say is wear what you love. And if you're feeling frumpy and grumpy, look at what you're wearing because probably you're wearing something that's looking frumpy and grumpy. Up your game, make something that change your style. One thing. One thing a day. Like put on a lipstick. The next day, you're gonna be like, "Oh, maybe I'll do my hair different." The next day, you'll be like, "I'll add an earring." Do like a style challenge every day. Add something different to what you're wearing. Take it baby steps, and eventually, you'll be doing that every day. I just love that, and I'll tell you, I had
0: on very red lipstick today, and it did not make me feel
1: bad. <laughs> it made me feel really good. Have people looked at you today? You looked like a movie star today. Really, Probably should have been on TV today. <laughs> From she should be on TV every day. That's my thing. I mean, I today. agree. I'm just saying. Um, from Before were staring. And they were talking to her in Italian. So that means that they think she's Italian. Now, that's a huge thing. And then I was like, hey, y'all. Just kidding. Anyway, we had a
0: great day today. And I won't take my makeup off because that's why I was like, ooh, let me interview you now. Because I still have my makeup on. and I'm feeling hot right now. It but empowers any- you. Your style empowers you. Right, as it should. Now, I know I'm wearing latex, pleather leggings, but they make me feel skinny, and they make me feel good.
1: You look hot. That's what I'm saying. You look. You should have worn this in the photos, too.
0: <laughs> I did a photo shoot, an Italian photo shoot with an Italian photographer. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to use those pictures a lot, so y'all better act like you're impressed, okay? Tracy, thank you so much for doing what you do and for offering the services you offer and for being a friend and a friend of the Fashion Crimes podcast, and for just being in my orbit because we all need a friend with pink sparkly glasses and with pink hair. I think everybody needs a friend like that. And if you don't have a Tracy, find yourself one. Because there's one out there. I promise you. But you can be friends with Tracy. She's currently taking applications. And she's open uh, for her tours. And we have another one coming up in May. I say we like it's my tour. But I just might come back. Um, I always told her, you know, don't invite me because I'll come. And I showed up and it's been great. And we have another day tomorrow. Last
1: day. Sad. Last stance. But any closing final thoughts? Now, I just want to thank you, Holly, for coming. You've been a light in this whole four days. It's been so much fun. It's been crazy. It's been fun. It's been a blast. And I, I'm going to remember this one, I think. This one has been one of my best ones so far. So if anyone wants to come May 224, we've opened it up. Limited places available, come. You're, not, you're just going to be amazed at what's here in Milan. And Tracy is... You know, I, sh- look, she,
0: I'm not afraid to say it. She is the hostess with the mostest, okay? She really is. And so we're going to have a blast, and I hope that w- I can come back. And I want you to DM Tracy. I want you to follow her. It's the official Tracy with an I, Tracy Jesky. And her website is? www.envogestylist.com Invogue stylist. E- e- N- V-O-G-U-E. Invogestylist.com. You can email me. You can email her. If you have style questions or fashion questions, ask Tracy. She knows. She knows like I know. She probably knows a lot more than I do. Let's be honest. But we're going to collab together and we're going to work together. And it's always good to have other people's opinions because you're two different people. You have two separate opinions. And we are women supporting women. That's what we are. That's what we are. So thank you so much for listening. We are going to have Tracy back. She doesn't know it yet, nor has she agreed, but she's going to come back and give us some spring trends. Oh. Okay. After Valentine's Day. And we are now in Italy officially, and the Fashion Crimes Podcast will be back. Please send me any style question. Let me know what's going on. Y'all take care. Have a fabulous fashionable week. And ci vediamo, Milano. What she said. <laughs> I mean I'm so Italian right now It's like not even funny Bye you guys Love you Bye